3: is something that happens in life, it happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
3: That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
0: And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
3: Hello everybody, I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. As we talk about the mental side of sports on this show, have to excuse me today, a little bit under the weather, but I will be ready to take your calls and get into discussion with you today because we're going to have a good topic today. We're going to talk about when do I talk to my child's coach? When's the best time to do it? You know, in all the 38 years I've been working as a sports psychologist, I continually get this question from clients. Doc, my son's coach <clears throat> is a jerk. He isn't playing him. He isn't using him right. He's degrading. He's negative. When should I say something? Have you said anything? Well, I've been scared to. I don't want to get involved, but now I'm getting to the point where I need to. I get this question all the time. And what sort of emphasized this to the peak this week was I had a parent call me of a high school basketball player a high school sophomore who plays on varsity. The assistant coach on the team got angry at him and in practice and took a ball and threw it and hit this young man in the back of his head really hard. Knocked him over. Now, that is not acceptable. All right? And the, the father called me and said, what should I do? I said, you call the school, you call the head coach, and you have a meeting. I mean, that's that's physical abuse. You don't throw something at a kid. And he goes, Well, should my son take care of it? I said, You know what? What well what does your son do? He said, Well, he's afraid to say anything because he doesn't want to take the coach off. I said, he Doesn't want to take the coach off? The coach just throw a ball at him. <clears> Hit <throat> him in the back of his head. That coach should be fired. Okay? I mean if, if he your son was misbehaving or he was acting out or acting inappropriately or doing something he shouldn't be doing, uh, I, I can see why the coach might get upset, but you don't throw a ball and hit him in the back of his head. I said, you need to call the school and you need to go up there and have a meeting and that guy should be fired. I mean, if he's going to throw a ball and hit your son in the back of his head, what else is he going to do? You know, this is an issue I've dealt with for years. I've been in practice for 38 years as a sports psychologist here in the Kansas City area. I've worked with athletes all over the country. I've been the Olympic cycling team psychologist back in the 80s. I've worked with professional teams, college teams, high school teams. I've dealt with this issue with many, many coaches. I've had coaches sent to me to get counseling for the verbal and physical abuse that they are accused of doing with their athletes. What's the issue? Is it a motivation issue? Is it a self-control issue? What is it? So our topic today is going to be when and where should you talk to your child's coach? I've been privileged to be doing this show for 28 years, the last 18 years, here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and our show's now being syndicated around the country. We're on in eight cities right now, and our list is growing. There's no other show like this out there. And one of the things I like to talk about is how to make the sporting experience a positive one, a successful one, an enjoyable one, and an educational one. I've been lucky enough to work with incredibly great, great athletes, Olympic-level gold medalists, professional champions, collegiate champions, national champions, world champions. I've dealt with some coaches who were not very nice people. I've dealt with some coaches who lied. I've dealt with some coaches who were incredibly honorable, straightforward, caring. I have a saying, a good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. And I'd like to hear from you today. If your son or daughter has played on a sports team and they've had a bad experience with a coach, did you as a parent get involved? Did you encourage them to handle it themselves? How did you deal with that situation? What's the right way to deal with it? What's the right way to handle it? If you are a parent, I'd like to hear from you. If your son or daughter plays on a sport team, an athletic team, I don't care what level it's at. It could be all the way up to the collegiate level. Maybe even professionally. I had an NFL player in my office a couple years ago who brought his mom in one weekend. Had her fly here to meet with me with him. Just to talk about him. And how he dealt with pressure. How he dealt with anxiety. Wonderful woman. And this man, a very, very large defensive player, you want me to meet me and his mother. He says, Doc, I think you'll understand me better if you understand my mom. If you're a coach, do you talk to parents? You know, you, you might look at it this way. And I, I think this is a good situation. In, in a perfect world, talking to a youth sports coach would be as natural and stress-free as talking to your child's teacher. You know, if your son or daughter isn't doing well in school or having trouble, you're going to go say something to the teacher. You're going to talk. You'll encourage your kid to talk to the teacher. But if it doesn't work, then you're going to get involved. It's the same thing with a coach. So I'd like to talk about this today. I want to get your thoughts. want to get your calls. want to get your impact on what you think as a parent. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you. When do you feel the best time to talk to a parent is do you even want to talk to parents <laughs> you know i talk about the importance of the preseason meeting preseason meeting is where you sit down and you set up all these guidelines you set up when you have practice schedules how you decide who plays how you decide who doesn't play you figure all this stuff out and you give the parents a chance to communicate with you and quite frankly, if everybody's not on the same page, if you're a parent and you're disagreeing with all this, then that's where you have an opportunity to decide, do I want to stay on this team or do I want to leave? But this situation where this high school basketball coach threw a ball <clears throat> and hit a player in the back of his head when he was turned around because he was ticked off about a bad play he had in practice is inexcusable so I told the parent you call the school demand a meeting with the athletic director the principal and the coaches and bring your son and you sit down there and tell him you know this is unacceptable behavior what are you gonna do about it and quite frankly in that situation if that was my son I probably would take him off the team If they don't do anything about that coach, I would take him off the team. You know, where does, you know, coaches want to toughen up kids, and I get it. A lot of kids are not mentally strong. They need to be challenged. They need to be pushed. They need to be challenged in their motivational ways, not coddled. But where's the point where it becomes abusive? All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. So we talk about these topics. So I want to get some calls in here. I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, do you talk to parents? How do you deal with issues? If you're a parent and your son or daughter has had an issue, do you talk to the coach? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
4: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products.
3: We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business.
1: It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work.
2: Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier.
5: What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.
6: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off.
7: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
6: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I gotta work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable.
7: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
4: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week, and we talk about the psychological side of sports on this show. It is my 28th year on radio in the Kansas City area, my 18th year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And our show, as I mentioned, is now syndicated in several cities around the country, and our list is growing. Looking forward to getting on some more city stations and some more cities as we continue through 2019. You know, every week I bring up a topic that I think will be worthwhile of discussion. And as I said earlier, excuse me, I'm a little bit under the weather this week on the men. But I want to talk about when is the best time, when should you, or should you talk to your child's coach? and I started by talking about <clears throat> a situation I had a phone call I had earlier this week with a parent of a high school sophomore basketball player young man I've seen I haven't seen him in in a, in a few weeks because of basketball schedules been busy the father called me and said doc I gotta tell you what happened at practice my son threw an errant pass. It was his fault. Bad pass. Turned around to go back to the baseline, and he gets hit in the back of the head with the basketball. Turns around. The assistant coach took it and threw it at him and hit him. Yelled at him, screamed at him for not paying attention, for screwing up. That's not how it works. You either get it together or you're not gonna play. This young man starts. He didn't know what to do. <clears throat> I mean it, it hurt. He went through the rest of practice. Everybody saw it. Finished practice. Didn't say anything. I said, Well, did he say anything to the coach afterwards? No, no, he didn't he didn't want to say anything. Coach said anything to him afterwards? No. I says Doc, what should I do? I said, Well, in my opinion, You call the school, you demand a meeting with the principal, the athletic director, and the basketball coaches with your son. You tell him what happened and you demand that this coach be fired. You do not throw a ball and hit a kid in the back of his head. Now me get your thoughts. If that was your son, what would you do? You know, coaches are not necessarily trained in psychological training expertise that's not typically you sport coaches that may not be their best quality it might be but typically you sport coaches high school coaches should be good psychologists they should understand motivation they should understand challenging kids pushing them to reach their limit <clears throat> but you have to ask yourself this question when does trying to toughen a young person up go to the point of, as I say, when does mental toughness become mental abuse? So I'd like to find out from you, if you're a coach, have you ever been in a situation where you were angry at, at one of the kids you're coaching, but you knew you couldn't do anything inappropriate, so you'd pull them aside, sit down, calm yourself down, and then talk to them? How would you handle that situation? If you're a parent and your son or daughter, you feel maybe he's being verbally abused by a coach, berated, where do you get involved and say something? All right, no one's called in yet this morning. Let's see if we can get some calls in here and talk about this. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. Have you ever had a coach verbally or maybe even physically berate you? What did you do about it? You know, most kids are not going to fight back, which obviously wouldn't be the right thing to do. How do you handle these situations? Unfortunately, this stuff happens a lot. You know, we've seen in the last year a lot of issues going on with coaches, with personnel involved with teams. We had the whole situation with USA Gymnastics, with Dr. Larry Nassar sexually abusing these girls, these gymnasts for years. I find it hard to believe that no one knew that was going on, but no one said anything. Why? A four-letter word called fear. And I think that's a problem that we have with a lot of these situations. A lot of people are scared to speak up. They're scared to speak up because if I say something, I might lose my spot in the team. I may not get to play. Well. I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. How do you develop a stronger mind? Starts with confidence as the foundation of all of it. I talk about preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence. But you've got to be a confident young man or lady. You've got to have the ability to express yourself. And you also have to know where's the point where I'm being pushed too far? You know, we all want to be great in whatever endeavor we we attack. At least I would hope we do. But sometimes it's difficult to do that for a variety of reasons. One of them is fear. A lot of people are afraid to challenge themselves because what if I don't make it? What if I fail? What if I let my coach down? So sometimes I've seen coaches who will go over the edge. I know of a coach in town in a specific sport, who coaches young ladies, when they get injured, he gets rid of them out of his gym. Doesn't want them anymore. You're no use for me anymore. I want to be an Olympic coach. You're not going to help me get there. So I think it's really important for parents to be able to express themselves, to speak up, and to know when to do it. But athletes need to do it too. All right, let's see if we can get some conversation going about this. I think this is a good topic to get into. It's one where I have seen... Over the years, a lot of these situations come up where parents are scared or afraid to talk to their child's coach because if I do, I might jeopardize their playing time. They may may sit on the bench. You know, should a young man or woman handle it themselves? Initially, yes, I think they should if they're 12 or 13. When they're younger, maybe not. But once again, this all starts in that preseason meeting. Set up the guidelines, set up the the rules, the parameters. When's a good time to talk to the coach? When is a good time not to talk to the coach? But I'd like to find out for you, if you're a coach and you have a young man or woman you're coaching that you're frustrated with, you're trying to motivate them, you're trying to challenge them, but you're not sure how to do it, give me a call and see if we can focus on that. Do you sometimes get so frustrated that you get angry at them? And you find yourself maybe lashing out verbally more so than you wish you did. And like I said, hopefully you don't do anything physically like this this coach threw a ball and hit this young man in the back of his head. But I'd like to find out if you hear these things, what do you do? Our topic is communication with coaches. When's the best time to do it? When's the best time not to do it? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
4: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
7: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So, what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it, but it's all about the look, and I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
1: Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff, create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
4: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station in Kansas City. And our show is now syndicated in several cities around the country. I'm excited that our list is growing on a almost a weekly basis here. You know, I've done this show for 28 years, the last 18 years at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and now we're growing into other cities around the country. There's really no other sports psychology show out there that I'm aware of, Done a lot of research have really found one. It's definitely not on as long as I've been on. And dealing with these issues that I talk about are things that I think we all need to confront at some time. Today's topic, the issue of when's the right time to talk to your coach? Should you talk to your coach? How do you talk to your coach? If your child has been physically or verbally harmed by the coach, what do you say? Do you say something, you leave it up to your child? What do you do? I started off by talking about a situation with a high school basketball player, a sophomore player who had, at practice made a bad pass, at which point the assistant coach was so ticked off he took the ball and threw it and hit him in the back of the head really hard. Young man's dad called me and said, Doc, what should I do? I haven't seen the young man in a couple weeks because he's been busy with games and practice, hasn't been able to come in. And I said, you call the athletic director and the principal and demand a meeting with the coaches, with your son, and you demand that coach be fired. You do not throw a ball and hit a kid in the back of the head. Why would you do that? That means he's got some self-control issues. And I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. When's the best time to talk to a coach? Why do you talk to them about it and why would you? Let's go to the phones. Let's see what Ed has to say. Ed, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in.
2: Um, so, you know, I'm very interested in this topic because I it, I have a 12-year-old son. Two years ago, we had a coach in North Kansas City Athletic Association. I won't mention his name. Because, what sport? Uh, baseball. Okay. And um, my son steals third. He's a great ball player. He steals third, um, breaks his finger, his middle finger on his left hand, is bent over, and the coach pats him on the, the butt and says, can you keep going? And my son looks at him because a coach is supposed to be a leader, right? And yes. a coach is supposed to be able someone who is ex, an extension of a parent. And my son looks at him and says, yeah, I guess.
3: Well, your well son, you said your son was 12 at the time?
2: No, he was 10.
3: 10. Well, of course, he wants to please the coach, right?
2: Right. And and the coach just wants to win the freaking game. I mean, he, he cares more about a trophy than he does about building a man. And I'm sorry, I'm very passionate about this because I'm a single father. And I, I tell you what, um, if I ever see him on the street, he's got a coming.
3: Dad let's let's talk about this first of all i understand why you feel that way but what's that going to accomplish
2: uh, it's going to cost me bail but that's it
3: and then what kind of a role model is, is for your son is that see
2: well my son my son knows that i would never ever put him in harm's way
3: right but if you end up beating up the coach what's that telling you it's, it's
2: a you know what it's emotion that's all it
3: is well yeah yeah. okay i hope you You wouldn't do something like that because it's.
2: i wouldn't i I would never attack someone it's emotion
3: well you just said it you just said the guy's getting (laughs) so so here here's the thing let's talk about what happened in that situation what what okay so your son steals you said steals third yes okay breaks his how'd you know he broke his finger i mean could you tell could you tell right there from where you were sitting yes
2: his his middle finger on his left hand was bent
3: over. Okay, so what what happened right there? Did was there a timeout? Was did the coach stop play? What 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 happened? My,
2: my son was crying, and uh, the, his mom and I went out on the field, and we looked at him and we said, "Come on, come on!" And the coach pulls him back and says, "Can you go?"
3: Okay, right and, there. See, right there. Yeah. And I'd like to see if anyone else would like to comment on that and give us a call. But here's what I would do. I would say, sorry, coach, we're done for the day. Okay. My son, my son's fingers obviously hurt here. We're, we're going to go get some medical attention. Right. Take him out of the game.
2: We we had a, so we play for a very competitive um, league and traveling team. And um, we've changed teams since then because of the coach, obviously, but, um, we, uh, we had a team doctor, and the team doctor said, no, I think he's just sprained it. I think it's swollen. Uh, it may be dislocated, but he's okay. And so, I, I mean, again, the attempt to win supersedes building a man.
3: Well, that's, but, here, but here's that's he, my issue. Well, here's, see, here to me is the bottom line. You're the parent. It's your son. Yep. You have his best interest in mind more so than the coach does. OK, hopefully the coach would have his best interest in mind. If a young man at 10 years of age gets hurt and he's in pain and it's going to affect the way he's playing, take him out of the game. I mean, if he sprained it and it was no if it was it just sprained it and he could keep going and it wasn't that big a deal. That's one thing. OK, but if he's obviously in pain, he's hurting. Say, sorry, coach, we're going to get him some medical attention.
2: Exactly. We had a, a team doctor, a, a guy that worked for Liberty Hospital as a doctor, that said it's probably okay, he's going to be fine.
3: Did he say that you, and, you took him out of the game right there? Did he come down the field? When did he say that?
2: Um, he came out with my son's mom and I onto the field to look at him.
3: So and, the doctor said it was okay. The coach wanted him to play, so of course your son's going to want to keep playing.
2: Okay, but you're missing the point. You asked for people to call in to address the issue. The issue is that people care more about, these coaches care more about winning than they do about building a man.
3: No, I'm I'm agreeing with you 100%. I'm just saying the situation was your son wants to please people. That's where your job as a parent, in my opinion, is to make the decision we're taking him out of the game. You see what I'm saying?
2: That's fair enough. Fair yeah, enough, yeah. as long as you see my point.
3: No, I agree because... with you 100%, I agree with you 100%, but the problem is your son's 10. He wants to please the coach. You have a doctor comes down and says, oh, it's not that bad. The coach wants him to play. Your job as a parent is, no, you know what? You're hurt. We're, we're going to get out of the game. And then afterwards, you need to have a conversation with the coach and go, look, you know what? I can respect the fact you want our kids to win and do well, but their health and safety is more important. My son hurt his finger. He's out of the game. And then you need to decide: Do we want to continue with this man or not?
2: Well, and what was funny is the following season after my son had healed, um, my son was benched because of the conversations I had with the coach.
3: Well, and that—that that, you know, yeah, that would have been a good indication. See that that situation right there—the fact that he wanted him to keep playing, even though he was hurt—in my my opinion, that would have been a good reason to quit that team. Absolutely, after he the was season, the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, you, 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 yeah, but but Ed, don't go find the guy and and beat him up, okay?
2: I'm not not going to. Um, It's a figure of speech because, uh, you know, I'm a single father, like I said, I love my child, and I want him to succeed as a person before I want him to succeed in in sports.
3: Okay, so let me me ask you this question. Sure. Have you talked with him about that situation since? Have you discussed it with him? Good. You betcha. Good. And, and what? And what'd you discuss with him about it?
2: So what I said is, is buddy, um, you know what we're trying to do is um, build a team atmosphere with you and people in life. It's not just about playing baseball. It, it's about you know how you're going to interact and what decisions you're going to make. And you know, I know you don't understand what it's like to be an adult but someday you will and when you are a parent yourself you're going to understand my anger and the pain that I went through for you
3: well and and see here excuse me let me interject something here (laughs) you said he was 10 at the time correct see in my opinion 10 year olds should be playing to have fun and playing on these competitive teams at that age to me takes it too far with a lot of people especially with all the traveling and everything. It should be about enjoying the experience, learning, and growing, and having fun.
2: Yeah, we played 45 games that year. When I was playing Little League, we played 10.
3: See, that's, ridi- in my, see, that's ridiculous at 10 years of age. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 15, 20 games, whatever, 45, that's way too many. Okay, and yeah. why? Probably because this coach wanted to play in some tournaments, wanted to win some tournaments, wanted to get something going, right? Yeah, he wanted trophies. That's yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. Well, hopefully your son has learned from that. You've learned from that, and promise me you won't go beat the guy up, Ed. I'm not going to. All right. Well, sir. Uh,
2: But thanks for talking to me, Doc.
3: Yeah, thanks. And take care, and good luck with your son. Good luck raising Hey, good show. Thank you very much. All right, that frees up our lines here. Our topic is this. When's the best time to talk to your coach? If you're a parent, mom, dad, doesn't matter, and your coach has done something with your son or daughter you don't like, do you say something or not? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
4: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information, and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products.
1: Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
4: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been here for 18 years, been on the radio in Kansas City now for 28 years, and our show is now being syndicated in several cities around the country. And today's topic is this issue. We just had a great call from Ed about his 10-year-old son. When is the best time to talk to your child's coach? Or should you even talk to them? Should you leave it up to your kids? This all started from a conversation I had this past week the father of a young man I see, a high school basketball player who was a sophomore, who had a practice, made a bad pass, turned around, walked back to the huddle, and then got drilled in the back of his head by the basketball, turned around, and the person who threw it at him was the assistant coach. Not a teammate, not somebody else, the assistant coach, who got angry at him because he threw a bad pass. He said it wasn't like a tap. It drilled him in the back of his head. Almost knocked him over. Didn't know what to do. After practice, came home and he finished practice. Nobody said anything. A couple kids in the huddle looked at him like, what the heck was that? Came home, told his dad. His dad was livid, but didn't do anything because his son did not want him to call the coach. Didn't want to cause a problem. His dad called me the next day. Asked Dr. Jenkins, what should I do? I said, what you should do is as soon as you hang up with me, because it's during the day, I said, you call that school. You demand to talk to the principal and the athletic director immediately. You have a meeting with them, with the head coach and this assistant coach, and you demand, with your son, you have your son say what happened, and then you demand that that coach be fired right there. You do not throw a basketball and hit a kid in the back of his head. I get it, as a coach, you get frustrated. I get it that you get irritated with what goes on. But you do not throw a ball at a kid on your team because he made a bad pass. That's saying you've got some issues in self-control and questions to me, why are you coaching? All right, I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent and you have had a situation with your son or daughter with a coach where you've wanted to talk to the coach, But didn't know how to do it, when to do it, or what to say. Like you to give me a call. If you are a coach, what is your philosophy about parents talking to you? What is your opinion when you have an idiot coach like that? And you're a parent. I mean you wanna go you wanna go in there and hit him. Of course that doesn't solve anything. Just like Ed, our caller mentioned, while he wanted to go find this guy and then drill him. I'm like, Ed, come on, what's that accomplish? I mean, violence doesn't doesn't more violence doesn't solve a problem. See, here's the issue. The bottom line to me, it's called education. And you know, if you're a coach, you're trained in techniques, you're trained in fundamentals, you're trained in how to run a pattern, how to run a play, how to hit a serve, how to make a turn in the pool. But are you trained in motivation? Are you trained in mindsets? Are you trained in attitudes? Typically not. The way you react to that is just with what you know. And here's the deal. I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. And you know what a stronger mind is about? It's about learning about failure, about negativity, about stress, about problems. If you're a coach, it's the same thing. You have to learn how to handle yourself in adversity. I've worked with... Many NFL players, several members of the Kansas City Chiefs, never met Andy Reid, but they have, the players and the Chiefs have told me, you know, let's face it, the Chiefs are a pretty good team, a little bit biased about them too since I live in Kansas City, but they've told me Andy Reid talks with them. He listens to them. If they make a mistake, they screw up, they do something wrong, they discuss it. They're not yelled at and screamed at. They're coached. That's what a coach is supposed to do. You're supposed to coach. And coaching is about psychology. Coaching is about mindsets. It's about attitudes. And if you can't, you need to go. I just got a text from, or a tweet, excuse me. From one of my followers on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at DRJ Sports Psych. Shelby Schnorr up in Minnesota says, That coach needs to go. That is really bad with the basketball in the back of the head. That coach needs to go. Well, Shelby, you're right. That coach needs to be gone and probably should never coach again. Because if you can't control your emotions and you're going to do something detrimental to a kid, what impact does that have on, like, you know, this young man's in high school? Chances are, and I know him. He Well, not chances are. I know he will get over that. He ain't going to forget it. But he'll move on from it. But you know what? I have young people in my... I have, a, I have a soccer player, high school soccer player in my office who is really, really good. I've seen video of him. Plays on a really advanced club team. But he has a fear of going for it because when he was younger, he went for it. But guess what? He didn't succeed, so the coach berated him, criticized him, and cut him down in front of his teammates when he was about 10 or 11. So now he has this fear of being super aggressive and going for it at the right time. The message you share with your kids as a coach has a huge impact on them. You know, I'm not saying you have to be, oh, nice and friendly all the time. Yes, you need to be strict. You need to have guidelines. But when you get super negative, when you get abusive, what good does that do? I've been lucky enough to work with some great coaches. I've been lucky enough to work with some pretty bad coaches, too, because it's taught me a lot. I've worked with coaches who've, been, who've lied to players to their face, who've been verbally abusive, derogatory, and these are Olympic at professional level coaches. And I've called them out on it. I had one guy who said, Doc, what am I doing wrong? I said, well, how would you like it if I talked to you like that? And he looked at me and said, you know what? I didn't even realize that. You're right. He pulled that athlete, he was a baseball player, minor league baseball player. He pulled that guy aside and had a long talk with him and apologized. I said, son, I'm sorry. I did not know I was doing that with you. It's all about communication. And it's about being a good communicator, an honest communicator, and a straightforward communicator. So, our topic today is this Should you talk to your coach if they are doing something you don't agree with? Yes. If your son or daughter is 12, 13, or 14, have them do it first. If it's not working, then you need to get involved. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I'm always looking for topics, interesting topics you'd like me to talk about. There are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com, drj at winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email. Follow me on Twitter at @drjsportspsych. at drj s p r t p s y c h. Check out my website, winnersunlimited.com. And you know what? If this is an issue you've got, get my book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports. We address this issue in there with Pete Malone, Jeff Montgomery, and my co-authors. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio at 10 WHB and on my website, winnersunlimited.com, and also on my Twitter site. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
6: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off.
7: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
6: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable.
7: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
3: We first opened about 10 years ago. We were we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt
1: of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never,
2: never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier.